I know it's right to let go of my relationship, but how do I actually do it? Welcome to the Real Talk Recovery Podcast with the Therapy Brothers. We're brothers, we're therapists, and we know recovery. Bring your stories, your questions, your successes with Real Recovery. Good to be with you again this week, man. Yeah, it's good to see you. You too. Sounds like you were busy this week working on some kind of hobby projects. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. I was talking to the old man. He said he was down at your oh. house working on a boat. <laughs> oh yeah, we put a fish finder on our mm-hmm. our party our our beat up party boat. So <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it's going to take to get you to take a day off of work and come catch hey. some fish. Hey, now that, now that you guys are spending all of the resource to to get put it together, I'm going I'm gonna be like little red hen and just show up and do the fishing. Please do. <laughs> I would love it. <laughs> I mean, I'll outfish you every day of the week, but. <laughs> uh, that's that's cool man it's cool that you guys are putting that together that's gonna be a really fun thing to use this summer yeah get the kids out on it and spend a little time with grandpa that's the goal yeah so, that's awesome yeah um all right tyler let's let's dive right in we got luann with us today and um luann it's really good to have you thank you I appreciate- um yeah, I'm glad you're here. And I was just I was just wondering if you could kind of tell us what's going on. Tell us where you're at and um ask any questions that that you have. Okay. Well, uh, uh my name's Lou Ann. I live in Tennessee, East Tennessee, and um uh it's a very long story. I'll keep it very brief though, but you okay. I need a back thing of how um what everything went with through. Um, I got married when I was 21 years old and I'm 53 now. Um, I was married to my first husband for four years and he passed away in 2013. Um, he committed suicide and, um, we were all going to the same church together, me and my husband, I just divorced and my first husband. And, um, basically we, me and my, um, second husband started dating and we both had Christian values and, um, uh, a lot in common. We're both nurses and, um, he had never been married. He was 40 years old and I was 45 at the time. And that was 2014 when we got married. Um, long story short, uh, I really didn't grieve my first husband and nine months later, Mark and I was married and um it was great for like i think it was great you know for a marriage because i've been married 24 years you know so i understand you know it's give and take and good things and bad things and just work it out you know but um about five years into the marriage i just started feeling like this overwhelming loneliness like he just wasn't connecting with me anymore it's just um so I thought, you know, it's just work or whatever. And so I actually Googled, this is how I found y'all. <laughs> one night at work, uh, like I said, I'm a nurse. I Googled married but alone. So I ended up stumbling on Dr. Weiss's um, out of Colorado. Uh, and then uh, we went to counseling married because, you know, you know, there was definitely something wrong and, uh, 
So um, the counselor, um, between Mark and the counselor, decided it was kind of my baggage from my first marriage and the suicide and all that I was dealing with. So they kind of put it on me. So I ended up in EMDR and all this stuff. And little did I know, um, this is a story I'm moving all the way up to right now to um, 2020, right when COVID hit. And um, it was our birthday month, uh, the last week of May. And um, I'd never been a snooper or anything like that, but we were on a trip and he was going to buy me a really expensive pair of shoes for my nursing. And I'm like, no, no, don't do that. You know? And if somebody would have told me the day before, even though I felt in my gut stuff was wrong, I never suspected cheating or adultery or pornograph pornography or any of that I would have took a bullet to the head if somebody would have told me that what I was going to find so anyway I sound I found screens on his phone that I'd never seen ever snapchat uh, uh, just different things and I don't I don't want to mention because I don't want to give anybody uh, any ideations to go there but um, so when we got to our destination I took his phone in the bathroom and I found conversation so I didn't lose it. I just, the Holy Spirit just told me, I don't know how, I was just in shock. I was that fight, flight, or freeze. I was definitely freeze. So I waited three days until on my birthday, he brought me the most beautiful uh, fountain for my yard, little angels and stuff. And he's like, you don't like it? I'm like, can I talk to you in the kitchen, please, at the table? <laughs> so um, I slid him a blank piece of paper because the Lord just subconsciously told me how to do this. I slid him a blank piece of paper and a pencil, and I said, I've been contacted, and I want names, dates, and um, places, because I know them all, so I want them written down, please. And, um, well, he wrote down three men's names, um, websites, dates, places, and so he was hooking up with strange strangers on this website. It's like a live website you can go on. Like if we were in the mm -hmm. dinner somewhere, you know, you can go on to that website and hook up with another man in the bathroom, in the car, wherever, for like three minutes. And then just act like nothing ever happened. So mm -hmm. uh, that's kind of what I was dealing with in twenty in, during COVID 2020. And um, so I asked him to leave that day. You know, he, his mom, I was just in shock still. Um, and about three weeks later, you know, I'm, I want to save my marriage, you know. And um, I says, well, we can't work on our marriage unless you come home, you know, because it was like two hours away. Plus, I didn't trust what he was doing and where he was at and all that. So I went in at a private eye mode, which I highly do not recommend. And um, he came home. We just kind of ignored the situation, the elephant in the room. And um, it's kind of a blur. I really have, I do have, I've been diagnosed with PTSD over this. So it's hard to piece timelines together and stuff. But there's a period of time we just kind of ignored it for like three or four months. And then um, we went to 
our last counseling session on October. It was around October 2020, marriage guy. And um, uh, all this came out. And the, the night before, I'd went on his phone, and I'd found where he was still actively doing everything he was doing, the porn sites and all that. And um, I didn't tell him. So whenever we got into the marriage, the counseling office, I brought it up. And um, he just got up. He says, I'm done with this. I'm, he just didn't like to be being outed, you know. Like, he said, I'm finished. I'm done. Um, he was going to walk home. And it was like 45 minutes away from our house. So I gave him the, I'm so crazy. I gave him the keys to my car and I says, well, go ahead. I'll Uber home because I wanted to fin finish the conversation and get some kind of guidance from that marriage counselor. Long story short, uh, it's not very short, <laughs> but um, he ended up coming to our home uh, and basically everything that was sentimental to me, our piano and just different things, the freezer full of food, just were crazy things. But more than that, he's taken and, um, and it's really hard to just really cut the cords and let him go. Um, I threatened divorce um, over a year ago and he signed the papers. So it was really a ploy to try to get him to work on himself and be at heart but I've learned that you can't make somebody have a repentant heart it's the work of the Holy Spirit so it's just now I'm having trouble just letting go of what I thought we had and what I thought the Lord had restored to me for my final years on this earth you know I'm 53 now and and it's like I know God has a plan but it's just hard to let go so I'm the one still um our divorce was final April the 6th, last week, 2022. And mm. I says, I'm just going to block him on my phone because he knows where I live. He'll, you know, unless, until he has a truly repentant heart, um, I don't really want to be with him anyway because I could never trust him. But that desire, that trauma bond, that double bind is just so strong, you know. So that's where I'm at, and I'm having trouble letting go, but I did block him on April 6th, and I've not looked at any messages or anything like that, so that's where I'm at. <laughs> okay. Hey guys, thanks for listening. If you're listening here, this is the Betrayed, the Addicted, and the Expert feed, and we sure appreciate you following us and listening here. We want to let you know that we have moved to Real Talk Recovery. If you'd like to complete the episode, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, any place where there's podcasts, Real Talk Recovery, or you can go to realtalkrecovery.com. Thanks again for all of your support.